and welcome to Solid Steps Radio. I'm Chad Russell, and that's Kurt Souter of Furtherstone Ministries. How are you doing today, Kurt? Hey, uh, Chad, I'm doing fantastic. And uh, how are you doing? I am here. Uh, a little late night, sleeping wise. Had a few kids wanting to wake me up. But, yeah, and uh, there's there's uh, there's other reasons why. Well, you're, uh, yeah, they wanted to wake me up to wish me a happy birthday. Yeah, like that's 12, right. The first one got up at twelve fifteen, which I thought this is a good way to start my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> it's very early, but yes, as we tape this today is my birthday. The now, big, what are you? How old are you? The big cuatro cuatro, mm-hmm. forty four. For those of you who don't speak fluent Spanish like me, <laughs> forty four today. Yeah. nice anyway nice yeah so i don't uh yeah i feel it a little bit you know what i want for my birthday what do you want a nap (laughs) that's what i want to get so listeners he he said he told me this morning that he has been up every two hours uh one of his kids yeah we had three kids it was just kind of weird one of them was just uh we got like a weird fever thing going on uh, well i don't understand why don't you have jenna get up and do it she wasn't home <laughs> she was out at 12 o'clock. I sent her a text. She was at Walmart. She goes out shopping. She was out at dinner with a friend, and then she went to Walmart because she likes. She's a night owl. Oh my goodness! So she got home later. And she got the and she she's got, great with child. I mean, come on. Yeah, she's, she's, out, she's out shopping at midnight, and she's got a baby coming in two months. Two months. Yeah. yeah. So, but she she partook in all of the fun later on when a couple of the other boys got up. But we digress. Hi. This is Solid Steps Radio. We are a show for men by men talking about things from a man's perspective. And we believe you men were destined to walk with God through Jesus Christ. And that's why we call our show Solid Steps. We are not going to be the cure-all be-all for your life, but we just want to be a tool in your toolbox of your spiritual walk. And uh, we talk about all kinds of different topics today. And we thank you all for listening on purpose or accidentally. And uh, if you're listening accidentally, we'd love for you to listen on purpose. From here on out, we... uh, you can check out all of our past shows. We talk about all kinds of different topics. If you go to Facebook, you go to soundcloud.com and you just type in Solid Steps Radio. And then for other folks who wanted to listen, I had some folks who wanted to listen to last week's show. We had a special Father's Day show with my dad on here, my two brothers. That was super fun. That was a great show, by the way. And um, we had somebody in another state said, I want to listen live. And you go to the iHeartRadio app. Just type in iHeartRadio on your app. And then you go to 94.7 FM and you can listen live anytime uh, through your phone uh, on that app. So uh, anyway, multiple ways to listen to us, and uh, we thank you for listening. So uh, some of if I asked you a question, I said, how many of you grew up in a broken home? How many would say, well, I grew up in a broken home? Some people grew up in a broken home and didn't even know it. <laughs> they didn't know they were. There are others who think they grew up in a broken home and really have no idea how good they had it. That's right. Right? I mean, comparatively speaking, sometimes we play the comparison game. We're going to talk today to a guest who grew up in a qualified, absolutely true broken home, but uh, God takes the broken and, and puts them together. You know, uh, Chad, it reminds me of uh, Philippians 1 where it says, uh, uh, Paul's writing to the church at Philippi, he says, he who began a good work in you, and I, I, I just quoted that verse to Larry, he who began a good work in Larry Vinson will bring it to completion on the day of Christ Jesus. And when I heard Larry's story, I go, we've got to get this on the air because it's just a it's just a powerful story of God's redemption and God's work in your life in the midst of a lot of brokenness, in the midst of a lot of pain and heartache and tough stuff growing up. I look at you and I'm going, wow, amazing how God has got you where he's got you. I mean, just fast forward you're a pastor, dude. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Love every second of it, too. <laughs> I mean, when I think about 
your upbringing and uh, and you becoming a pastor. Yeah. It's like wow. So uh, we're gonna get we're gonna talk about the pastor stuff a little bit later, but let's back up. Sure. But uh, you uh, first of all, you're married. To a, yeah. Beautiful woman, Heather. Oh, I married way out of my league. Way, way out of my That's league. That's a common theme around this show. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah man, God's been good to you, brother. Yeah, no, Heather and I've been married 13 years now, or going on 13 years. 13 years, yeah. and you've got like a whole tribe of kids. Oh yeah, my quiver is full. Uh, it's six kids. Uh, three boys, three girls. Okay, so Gosh, that's a lot of kids. How do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, give us give us real quick uh, the rundown of the kiddos. Sure. Uh, Noah is 11. Uh, Felicity is 10. London is 7. Jovi is 6. Silas is 3. And Luca is 10 months old. You know, we're tracking along. I was, I've been married to be 14 years. I'm having my sixth child, and all of my kids' names are weird, just like his. <laughs> We got a lot in common, bro. That's right, man. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, so twelve kids, and then add my. Well, then I got now six too because of my blended family. Yeah. Hey, yeah. So, my goodness, God is good, man. Yeah, no, I like those names. Those are unique names. We have your very unique names as well. That's yeah, good. That's very cool. Okay, yeah. so, so let's go back to your childhood, Larry. Okay. You had a tough. T- you had you had a tough t- tough time. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, I grew up, my uh, my father, my biological dad, because there's a difference in my mind between a biological dad and a, and a father, right? My biological dad uh, was murdered when I was a year and a half. Uh, and, uh, and, and, you know, sometimes the Lord takes the, the worst things and makes really good things out of them. My dad, my biological father was a, uh, an alcoholic, uh, convicted murderer, you know, those kind of things. Um, and, and, you know, I was blessed not to have him raising me in my life, you know, uh, instead he gave me my dad, uh, who, uh, who is my stepfather. He'd been uh, my dad since I was three years old. Uh, but when growing up, uh, you know, dad worked, uh, you know, 18 hours a day, he was never home. And my mom, uh, through a lot of personal issues and personal struggles, um, just became addicted to some, you know, painkillers, things like that, you know, uh, and just, took it out on, on her kids, you know? And so I grew up in, in what you would probably call a pro, a broken home. You know, I, the, the joke in our household is we put the fun back in dysfunctional, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, cause you know, there are plenty of families who had it worse than, than, than we had it. But, uh, you know, and we didn't really know we had it bad until, you know, until I was about a teenager. I think that's when things really got pretty bad for us in our, in our home. But yeah, I just grew up in a, in a, in a broken home where uh, the parents, you know, where mom just constantly put us down or, you know, abused us. Talk, okay, talk about um, you, how many siblings? Uh, I am the youngest of 11. Oh. Uh, but how, however, uh, uh, I grew up with five other uh, siblings. <laughs> uh, you know, there's, uh, uh, I'm an only child of my mom and dad. Um, so I have three half brothers uh, on, from my mom and two step brothers from my from dad and then uh, my biological father had I, I think six I think that math works out <laughs> <laughs> I lost count yeah. um, that, that, that you're talking about a blended family yeah yeah, yeah. so so um, your, your your mom is struggling with with drugs and painkillers and, and that kind of thing yeah how how does that infl- uh, uh, what, what's going on with you at that time? You know, I just wanted my mom to love me. You know, I, I was that kid 
who craved love. And I'm sure every kid does this, you know, but I, I craved my mom's love and, and I never, never felt like I received it. You know, I, I would stand by my mom's door every night. This is a nighttime ritual we did growing up. I would stand by my mom's door and, and I say, mom, I love you, mom, I love you, you know, just to say good night. And it would be five minutes later and she would hurriedly say, I love you too, you know, uh, and go to bed kind of a thing. And so I never really felt loved by my mother, you know, and like I said, dad was never home. <clears throat> so it was kind of hard to, <clears throat> excuse me, it was kind of hard for me to, um, to receive that even from my father, you know, from my stepfather. So uh, it was just hard for me growing up, you know, and, and each one of us uh, siblings, the ones that were at home at the time, we all were in protective mode. We took care of each other, you know, so I did feel that from my siblings, especially, you know, from my sister. Um, uh, she's, she took on the motherly role for us. She's, which one was that? She, she how much older was, was she? Than Geneva you? is, I don't think she wants to be give her age out there. <laughs> how, she, how much older is she than you? I think, like she's, I think she's six more years older than me. I, yeah. So, okay. So you're, you know, three, four years old. She's nine, 10. She yeah. really took that motherly role. She did. Yeah. She was good at it too. Uh, you know, uh, she would always be there to comfort us and, and to make sure we were okay. How did you, as, as you continued to get older, you, you said um, as you moved into your teen years, it, yeah. it got even worse. It did. Uh, you know, when we were little, uh, it was physical, you know. But when, we became, when I became a teenager, it was more emotional and mental because I got too big for mom to, you know, hit or, you know, to affect, you know. Um, and, and so mom just, you know, she cussed us out all the time. You know, she... She told us how worthless we were at times, you know, and, and things like my mom probably wouldn't even remember today, you know. But yeah, it was a, it was a lot more mental, which is harder, I think, uh, in a lot of ways for me, it was at least. So when you got a little bit older, um, the physical abuse stopped yeah. primarily. Primarily, yeah. And then it just turned into her trying to control and manipulate and, right. yeah. and get you to do whatever she wanted you to do and... Right. Yeah. Mom was controlling very much so. And that's, that was her, that was her way of, of, you know, being dominant in the household. Yeah. When you got to be those preteen and teen years, yeah. where was your dad, your stepfather at the time? Still working. I mean, the guy worked 18 hours a day, literally, as long as I can remember living in that household. He would, he would leave at about five o'clock in the morning, get home about 1130 at night every, every day, you know. So it was, it, and he worked two or three different jobs. Wow. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna continue to talk about that upbringing, yeah. and then how God used all of that to really catapult you into where you are today. So we're gonna take a break, and we'll be back shortly. We thank you for listening to Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. I'm Chad Russell. That's still Kurt Sattel. We're here with Larry Vincent today, and we're talking about the transformation that God has done in his life from a, a loveless home to a, a love-filled home. And if you need a little bit more love in your home, one way to start is through your flooring. If you had new flooring, it'd be really nice to have nice new carpet, and everybody feels loving and caring, and people won't say bad things to one another. So you should go to Carol Rogers Carpet One <laughs> and get new flooring. There, you wondered how I was going to do that, and there you go. So, Amazing. That was great. Thank you. And uh, Ellen and Credit Union, to go pay for that carpet. They're a great lending institution here locally based. Vision First, Eye Care, and Bright Star Home Care for those folks who want 
their senior parents or grandparents to be able to live on their own. Bright Star Healthcare helps do that. They are a great organization. So we thank those sponsors for partnering with our show. So, Larry, you, you go from um, abuse and it's gone from physical to emotional and right. verbal and all that stuff. Right. And then something pretty powerful happens. Yeah. My, my brother, Chuck, uh, who uh, was, had left the house a year or two earlier um, and was also into his uh, drug related issues, um, you know, came to the Lord, had a Jesus moment, you know, and dropped all the drugs and and came home and I remember the first time he came home the very first time he came home uh, he hugged me and he said I love you and that was the first like I, I can't remember anyone in my family saying those words to me prior to that moment uh, and I mean I would have followed that man to the moon and back and I was and you knew he meant it oh he totally meant it and you could tell it he had a genuine smile on his face and you could see something was different and he looked at me he says Larry I want you to come to church with me and I said, yeah. So we biked the seven miles to church, I think it was. <laughs> you know, I was 13. It felt like it was forever. Uh, but we went to church, and uh, I walked into that church, and the very first person I met, his name was Stephen, kid my age, walked up and hugged me and said, I'm glad you're here. And I saw that same change in him, or the same personality in him that I saw in my brother just the day or two before. And I said, I, I, I want whatever it is y'all have. You know? And it turned out it was Jesus. You you experienced and felt literally yeah felt love true genuine love of God yeah totally and uh, and and I was I was baptized by my brother Chuck not soon uh, after not too soon after uh, at a at a Bible camp and so you okay you give your life to the Lord yeah you experience the uh, and and what's going on inside you what, I, I mean what are you thinking there is a joy in me that I did not know that I had. Uh, it was it, it was like a light switch had been turned on, and I was smiling. I was I felt loved. I I, I felt that I could love, uh, and I felt like uh, that there was this this father. And and to grow up without your biological dad, and at that point I didn't know anything about my dad's past or anything about who he was. You know, to not grow up with the biological dad and have your your stepfather gone most of the time with no fault of his own, you know, working as much as he did. Uh, you know, I didn't have a father figure and to have that father love in my life and to have any love really in my life was just amazing. And so I, I couldn't even explain to you the, what that love felt like. It's just unimaginable. It was a powerful thing, but, but things immediately changed. Right. Yeah. You know, I got home and, um, my mom saw this change in me and, uh, you know, she, she tried to go back to her, you know, her controlling ways. And, and, I, and I looked at her and I, and I told her uh, that, you know, whatever she said just didn't impact me anymore. You know, I, at 13 years old, I, I, I said that to my own mother, you know, and it was kind of disrespectful, but it was something I, I needed to say, you know, that. Well, you were, you were, you were creating boundaries. You, right. were, you were trying to say the, the, this emotional and verbal abuse, I'm not going to put up with anymore. Right. Exactly right. And so she, she, uh, she took that and she said, uh, well, you are no longer allowed to go to church uh, until you are 18. When you're in my house, you follow my rules and you cannot go to church until you are 18 years old. What happened when she, those words came out of her mouth, what, what happened in your heart? Oh, I, I, it was like a dagger, right? right straight through the heart. I mean, we fought, we argued, 
you know i am my mother's child in that way we are both very vocal people uh you know uh and we we argued and fought and but she won she's my mom she won you know and and i wasn't able to go to church until i turned 18. and so and then what happened well, un- unfortunately, I lost my, my, my faith. I, I, I stopped caring about God, and I had this void in my heart that I once had, you know, for filled by the love of God, and I turned to drugs and alcohol myself to fill that void, uh, you know, to, to mask the pain of my house and to deal with it in the way that I only knew how to deal with it. And it was obviously not the right way to do it, but it was how I, the only way I knew how to do it. It was what was modeled in my home, and what I, what I thought was the right way. So, you, I mean, you, you, you're missing out on hearing about God's love. You're right. missing out on the family of God. You're right. missing out all those elements. Right. And you go, well, I've got to fill it with something. Exactly right. And I did. And I, and I, and I drank and I did drugs and, you know, recreationally, and it just wasn't a good time for me at all. No peace. No, none just trying to cope with the struggles of life. Right. I remember I would lay in bed at night and I would ask God, because I still had a belief, right? I mean, I, I still knew he was there and I would ask God, why me? Why do I have to go through all this? Uh, you know, why, why, uh, why don't I have the life of a normal kid? And, and the abuse is still going on. Oh yeah. And it's, it's getting heavier um, because once I got too big for mom to hit, uh, you know, uh, it turned into more emotional and mental and manipulative. And so, but again, God, who began a good work in you, right? He will bring it to completion on the day of Christ Jesus. Amen. Yeah. And so the story's not done. No, no. When I turned 17 years old, I was a junior in high school going into senior year. My, my choir teacher and her husband uh, invited me over to their house for uh, a praise and worship time that they had with other students. Uh, and it wasn't technically church. Uh, so <laughs> I ended up, I ended up going, uh, not because I wanted to connect with God. It was, it was purely for selfish reasons. I, I wanted to prove to my fellow choir students that I could sing. Uh, and I went there and the very first night, the very first night, uh, God caught my heart again. And I felt that love that I had lost about four years prior and uh, and just I haven't looked back since. So so you basically you rededicated your life to the Lord. I did. Um, was it that night, or did, uh, did they keep having these meetings? They had them. Those it was that night that I rededicated my life. But they kept on having those meetings, and so Tuesday night became church night. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah. So I uh, for my, the rest of my senior year. Uh, high school, I went to their house. So you're not going to church, but you're going to I'm, church. I'm going to church. <laughs> Where two or three are gathered, so shall he be, right? So <clears throat> we went to church every Tuesday night. Wow. And your mom and dad, or your mom is really thinking, hey, um, he's just going to this choir thing. Oh, mom never asked. <laughs> I never shared. Uh, mom, <laughs> I, I went outside uh, and I spent time with friends and I went and, and they happened to be just behind me uh, next street over. So I could walk over to their house and, uh, <clears throat> and ended up uh, being mentored. Uh, by, by Dave, uh, the the husband, who so. cared for you and became a father figure to you. Yeah, although they prefer older brother and sister, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that and, and that began the journey of you because then then you you graduate from high school right. and then what? I joined the army, became a chaplain assistant in the army, and um, you went through basic training. Went through and basic all, training. All that. Yeah, yeah. Went through basic training in AIT, became a chaplain assistant, and. Enrolled in Cincinnati Christian University, 
uh, and that's where I met my wife. And uh, soon after, I got deployed to Iraq, uh, and uh, then asked my wife to marry me in the midst of that deployment. And how do you do that? Well, you know, it's kind of funny. My my mother in law is the saint that she is, uh, and I can't wait for her to hear those words. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when my mother in law, uh, she she bought us a calling card that that automatically reloaded, uh, and so I called Heather from. Uh, you know, one of their digital non-secure telephones uh, that that the army supplies, and I called up, called her up every night. We talked for hours every single night. We would talk about just you know each other's lives, our upbringings, our theologies, those kind of things. And and then you, in the middle of all that, yeah, you asked her to marry you. I did. I came home on leave, uh, asked her to marry me. She said yes. And then Obviously. you got to go back to Iraq. And then I went straight back, uh, straight back to uh, the war zone. Yeah, uh, I was in northern Kuwait most of the time, uh, and and spent another six months there. And then six months after I got home, we got married. Wow. Yeah. And then you go, so you go back to Cincinnati yep. Christian University. Yeah, I went back to CCU and uh, graduated three three years later, uh, and became a pastor. You go from all of that yeah. to becoming a pastor. Yeah. Yeah, God's good, man. I love that calling. Dude, dude, I, when I think about pastors, I mean, you can minister and understand so many people because uh, you what you've been through. Yeah. You, you've not only been through a broken home and all the junk and difficulties of all that, but you've been in the military, you've served in war zone, you, you, you have experienced a lot in life, and you're 30 40 years old. Yeah, 34 years old. God, God has brought me through a lot. You got six kids. Yeah. Dude, you are... <laughs> he was prepared. <laughs> God, I mean, I just... God is got you, and he is moving you and leading you. I, I'm just blown away by that. So am I. I, I, mean, I don't deserve what I have been given by God. I, I really don't. Uh, and I, but I'm so glad he has given me this ministry and that he's brought me people... Um, who feel like outcasts, like I felt when I was a kid. Uh, you know, that seems to be the people God always brings to my life. And I'm grateful for every friendship I have through that. Well, God doesn't waste one moment of our past. Oh, amen. He doesn't. And he always, always brings it to uh, fruition and restoration. No. Well, we're going we're gonna to continue because there's more to this story. Yep. We're so. going to hear more from Larry and what God has done in his life. And he's, he's writing, is written, and is still writing. So we'll be taking a break, and we'll be back shortly on Solid Steps Radio.